Welcome to Zikhu Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Ram Goldar, and today we're talking about Kama Daf Kuf, the ninth parak Gozel Eitzim. So the three tops are going to focus on number one. The previous tops relates an incident in which a woman showed a dinar to a who told her the coin was good, and she accepted it based on his judgment. She returned the next day and said that she was told it was a bad coin and could not use it as currency. Rabbi told Rub to exchange it for her and to write into his ledger, Din Asik Bish. This is a bad occupation, meaning taking losses needlessly for advice he shouldn't give. The Gemara wonders why Rebbe was liable, since he was a great enough expert to be exempt. It answers, Lifnim Yeshua said, Din Hudavid. He went beyond the letter of the law in compensating her, for he was indeed exempt. Rav Yosef thought of Bright Switch Darshan's Vodata Lehem, and you shall make known to them, Zebes Chayem. This refers to their livelihood, Esad Derach, the way, Zogmios Hasadim. This refers to performing kindness, Yelchu, that they shall walk, Zobikr Cholim. This refers to visiting the sick, Ba, in it, Zokvura, this refers to burying the dead. Esamasa, the actions. Zehadin, this refers to observing the law itself. Ashiyasun, that they shall do. Zolifnim, Meshur Zadin, this refers to going beyond the letter of the law. Pointing to Rishakish, showed a dinner to Rabbi Lazar, who told him it was a good coin. Rishakish told him he was relying on him and explained that if it were found to be bad, Rabbi Lazar would be responsible to exchange it. This is because Rishakish was like Rabbi Mer, Dain Dina Degarmi who judges the law of Garmi obligating payment for certain cases of indirectly causing damage. The Gemara seeks a source where Mir judges the law of Garmi. After rejecting several suggestions, it quotes a Brisa, If a vineyard wall separating it from a grain field was breached, the field's owner says to the vineyard's owner, wall of the breach so the grain does not grow, one two hundredth while it is breached. If it was breached again after repair, he tells him again to close it. If the vineyard's owner abandoned the breach and did not wall it up, and it grew an additional one two hundredth, he has rendered the grain condemned as climb and prohibited in benefit, and is responsible for any loss of the grain. Tosas explains how the Gemara knows this price was authored by Rav Meir. And point number three, the next mission states, Hanoisen Semrelatzava, one who gives wool to the dyer to die for him. And the cauldron burned it because he overheated it. He must pay the wool's value because it was ruined through his negligence. If he dyed it poorly using dye residue, thereby improving it only somewhat, the owner gives him either the dyer's expenses or the improvement to the wool, whichever is less. If he gave him wool to dye red for him, and he dyed it black, or the reverse, Rabbi Meir says, no someone made some, he pays him the wool's original value because Rabbi Meir considers his deviation from his instructions as stealing the wool, so he acquires it with the shinui of coloring. Rabbi Yudi disagrees and says he pays either the dyer's expenses or the wool's improvement, whichever is less. So once again, the three points are number one. The previous stuff relates an incident in which a woman showed a dinar to who told her the coin was good and she accepted it based on his judgment. She returned the next day and said that she was told it was a bad coin and could not use it as currency. Rebekhiya told Rub to exchange it for her and to write into his ledger, Din Asik Bish. This is a bad occupation, meaning taking losses needlessly for advice he shouldn't give. The Gemara wonders why Rebekhiya was liable, since he was a great enough expert to be exempt. It answers, Lifnim Yeshua said, Din Hudavid. He went beyond the letter of the law in compensating her, for he was indeed exempt. Rav Yosef thought of Bright Switch Darshan's Vodata Lehem, and you shall make known to them, Zebes Chayem. This refers to their livelihood, Esad Derach, the way, Zogmil Sosadim. This refers to performing kindness, Yelchu, that they shall walk, Zobikr Cholim. This refers to visiting the sick, Ba, in it, Zokvura, this refers to burying the dead. Esamasa, the actions. Zehadin, this refers to observing the law itself. Ashiyasun, that they shall do. Zolifnim, Meshur Zadin, this refers to going beyond the letter of the law.
According to Rishokish showed a dinner to Rabbi who told them it was a good coin. Rishokish told them he was relying on him and explained that if it were found to be bad, Rabbi would be responsible to exchange it. This is because Rishokish was like Rabbi Meir, Doin Dina de Garmi, who judges the law of Garmi obligating payment for certain cases of indirectly causing damage. The Gemara seeks a source where Mir judges the law of Garmi. After rejecting several suggestions, the quotes of Brisa, If a vineyard wall separating it from a grain field was breached, the field's owner says to the vineyard's owner, Wall of the breach so the grain does not grow, one two hundredth while it is breached. If it was breached again after repair, he tells him again to close it. If the vineyard's owner abandoned the breach and did not wall it up, and it grew an additional one two hundredth, he has rendered the grain condemned as climb and prohibited in benefit, and is responsible for any loss of the grain. Tosus explains how the Gemara knows this price was authored by Rav Meir. And point number three, the next mission states, one who gives wool to the dyer to die for him, and the cauldron burned it because he overheated it, he must pay the wool's value because it was ruined through his negligence. If he dyed it poorly using dye residue, thereby improving it only somewhat, the owner gives him either the dyer's expenses or the improvement to the wool, whichever is less. If he gave him wool to dye red for him, and he dyed it black, or the reverse, Rabbi Meir says, no someone made some, he pays him the wool's original value because Rabbi Meir considers his deviation from his instructions as stealing the wool, so he acquires it with the shinui of coloring. Rabbi Yudi disagrees and says he pays either the dyer's expenses or the wool's improvement, whichever is less. All right, so now we get our simon daf kuf, and our standard simon is a kof, a monkey. So here goes. The circus monkey standing under a lifnim mishuras din sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, saw another monkey wearing a dingarmi cap swinging towards him holding a paper that said, you are chayv to pay, and flying over a third monkey dyeing wool black that was meant to be dyed red. Once again, some motion. The circus monkey, monkey, that must more enough, kuf, kov. The circus monkey standing under a lifnim ashuras a din sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, which reminds us, the previous stuff relates an incident in which a woman showed a dinner to Rabbi Chia, who told the coin was good, and she accepted it based on his judgment. She returned the next day and said that she was told it was a bad coin and could not use it as currency. Rabbi Chia told Rav to exchange it for her and to write into his ledger, Din Asik Bish, this is a bad occupation, meaning taking losses needlessly for advice he should not give. The Gemara wonders why Rabbi Chia was liable since he was a great enough expert to be exempt. And it answers, He went beyond the letter of the law in compensating her, for he was indeed exempt. So the circus monkey standing under a Lifnim Meshuras Adin sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, saw another monkey wearing a Din Garmi cap swinging towards him, holding paper that said, You are chayav to pay, which reminds us, Rishlakish showed the Adin to Rebbe Lazar, who told him it was a good coin. Rishlakish told him he was relying on him and explained that if it were found to be bad, Rebbe would be responsible to exchange it. This is because Rishlakish rules like Rebbe doing Din de Garmi, who judges the law of Garmi obligating payment for certain cases of indirectly causing damage. So the circus monkey standing under a Lifnim Meshuras Adin sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, saw another monkey wearing a Din Garmi cap swinging towards him, holding a paper that said, you are chayev to pay, and flying over a third monkey dyeing wool black that was meant to be dyed 
red, which reminds us the next Mishnah states that if one gave a dire wool to dye red for him, and he dyed it black, or the reverse, Rabbi Meir says no similar to made samro. He pays him the wool's original value, because Rabbi Meir considers his deviation from his instructions as stealing the wool, so he acquires it with his shinui of coloring. For Yudah disagrees and says he pays either the dyer's expenses or the wool's improvement, whichever is less. So once again, the circus monkey standing under a Lifnim Meshur said din sign, giving a female monkey bananas for wrongly evaluating the validity of her coin, saw another monkey wearing a din garmi cap swinging towards him, holding a paper that said, you're a chayev to pay, and flying over a third monkey dying wool black that was meant to be dyed red. All right, so now it's time for Four Blabak Hazar. Tav Tzadivav. So the Zimmer Tav Tzadivav is a town crier proclaiming the king's commandments. So here goes. The town crier, town crier, that must be more Tav Tzadivav. Tzav. The town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep a share in the improvements, which reminds us, Rav has said, If one stole something and improved it and then sold it, what he improved he has sold. Rashi says in his first explanation, this refers to the partial share the robber acquires in the improvements according to Rabbi Shimon. Rav inquired if the buyer improved the stolen article, if he also receives this share in the article, and concluded, What did the first sell to the second? Any right that comes into his hand. The buyer acquires all rights of the goslin, including to acquire a share in his improvements. So the town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep his share in the improvements, blew his trumpet to alert the police that the thief was hiding behind a pile of palm tree logs he had cut from a stolen palm tree, which he did not acquire, which reminds us what Papa said, that if someone stole a palm tree and cut it down, even if he felt it into his own land, he does not acquire it because originally it was called a palm tree, and now too, it's still called a palm tree, and not considered changed. Even if he cut it into logs, they're still called palm tree logs, and unchanged. However, if he made them into beams, he does acquire them. So the town crier who bought a stolen bell and fashioned it into a long trumpet, allowing him to keep his share in the improvements, blew his trumpet to alert the police that the thief was hiding behind a pile of palm tree logs he had cut from a stolen palm tree, which he did not acquire, where he was melting stolen silver coins into a bar and acquiring them, since remaking coins would be panim chadashos, which reminds us, if one stole a bar of silver and made it into coins, he does not acquire it because it can be returned to a bar. The slight differences in shape are insignificant for a bar of silver. But if one stole silver coins and melted them into a bar, he does acquire them because remaking them into coins would be parim chadashos. Dav Tzadizayn. So the similar Dav Tzadizayn is a chess master. A chess master. So here goes. The chess master. Chess master. That must be more on Dav Tzadizayn. Chess. Chess. The chess master thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces and was the lady who was putter for paying for his use, which reminds us Rav ruled that an evid is considered like land and cannot be considered stolen. This contradicts another ruling of Rav's. One who seizes his fellow slave and did work with him is putter from paying for his use. If a slave cannot be legally stolen and remains in the master's domain, he should pay for his work, whereas, whereas if he can be stolen, he merely returns it as is. The Gemara answers that he worked not at the time of the master's work, so the master suffered no loss. So the chess master thief who stole someone's evit to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was putter for paying for his use, had a pile of coins he stole on the table, which had since become disqualified by the government, that he was going to return 
to the victim, which reminds us, the Mishnah on the previous stuff taught that if one stole a coin venistak and it cracked, he must pay its initial value. But if nipsal, it became disqualified, he may return it to the owner as is. Rahuna interprets cracked literally, whereby the government requires it with a shenui, and nipsal means psal to malchus, the government disqualified it. Rahuna says that if the government disqualified it, it's tantamount to being cracked, and the government pays its initial value. Rather, nipsal means one province no longer accepts it as currency, but another does. So, the chess master thief who stole someone's evid to polish his chess pieces and was delighted he was putter for paying for his use had a pile of coins he stole on the table which had since become disqualified by the government that he was going to return to the victim and repaid a loan with a coin he had fixed payment on and told the lender, go and spend it in Meshon, where it's still accepted. Which reminds us, if someone lends his friend and fixes payment on a coin and the coin became disqualified, Rav says, no he must give him a coin that passes as currency at that time of payment since he agreed to pay with currency. Shmuel says, He may pay with the original currency and tell the lender, go and spend it in Meshon, where it's still accepted. Dav Tzadiches. So the similar Dav Tzadiches relates to Schok, and we use a clown. So here goes. The clown routine. Clown? That must mean Dav Tzadiches. Schok. The clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, which reminds us, Rabbi said, Hazork Yamagado Pater, one who throws his fellow's coin into the Mediterranean Sea is exempt from paying because it can be retrieved. Rashi explains that although the owner has to pay divers to retrieve it, that damage is indirect. It's grama. This is only if the water is clear where the coin is visible, but if it was thrown into murky waters, he's liable because it's considered lost. So the clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, which reminds us, Rabbi said, One who burns his fellow's loan document is Pater. Although the lender cannot collect his loan, the one who burned the star can say, I burned a mere paper of yours and did not directly damage the loan, but destroyed his proof. Even Rabbi Shimon who holds something that causes a benefit of money is like money only holds this way with something that is inherently money, such as an animal, which became hectish, or chametz, which became to Pesach, but would agree that a star, which has no inherent value, is not considered money. So the clown routine featuring one clown knocking another clown's hand so that his coin fell into the clear waters of the Yamagado, followed by the second clown taking revenge and burning the first clown's star and laughing that he only burned a mere paper of his, concluded with a third clown pretending to be a carpenter who broke the box he made for the first one, saying, Uman Kona, B'Shevach Kli, which reminds us, if one gave a carpenter wood to make a box, and after making it, he broke it, he's exempt from paying the value of the finished product. The more explains Uman Kona B'Shevach Kli. A craftsman acquires the improvement to a Kli resulting from his work, and ordinarily sells that share to the owner when it's complete. Therefore, when it breaks, the owner's loss is only the original wood he owned, not the increased value. The Simmer is a cheetah. So here goes. The craftsman who is still waiting after sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots, cheetah, that must be Tzaditess, cheetah. The craftsman who is still waiting after sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots in the garment, he returned to the customer, which, which reminds us, Gamora seeks to disprove that a craftsman acquires utensils improvement from a price of discussing prohibition of delaying a laborer's wages overnight. If a craftsman completed work on a cloak given to him and informed the owner but did not return the cloak, the owner does not transgress the prohibition even ten days later. However, if he returned the cloak midday, 
As soon as the sun sets on him, he transgresses Baltalin. The prohibition of a laborer's wages shall not remain overnight with you, because the wages are owed as soon as the cloak is returned. The Gemara answers that he was hired to stamp on the cloth a moth for each stamping, meaning he's paid for his axe and not the cloth's improvement, so he does not acquire it. So the craftsman was still waiting after his sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots on the garment. He returned to the customer, was approached by a wealthy woman who gave him some gold and told him to make a gold ring with a cheetah on it, and she'll become married to him, which reminds the Gemara suggests that the question of Umen Konech B'Shevach Chli is Amalgogas Tanaim. A woman handed gold to a craftsman and said, Make for me bracelets, earrings, or rings with it, and in return I'll become married to you. Ramirez says she's married as soon as he makes him and gives him to her, but the Chamisei, as the Gemara explains, that he must give her other money, but this jewelry would not affect Kedushin. The Gemara assumes everyone holds that wages become owed from the beginning of the work until the end, and that Kedushin made with a loan is ineffective. Since each Puta's worth of work would become owed to the laborer as it's done, accumulating debts to the craftsman giving her the finished product would not affect Kedushin. So the craftsman was still waiting after sunset to be paid for stamping cheetah spots on the garment. He returned to the customer, was approached by a wealthy woman who gave him some gold and told him to make a gold ring with a cheetah on it, and should become married to him. After she decided not to marry the expert shochet, who improperly shechted an animal, rendering it unavailable. Which reminds us, Shmuel said, Tabach Umeshekilkel, an expert shochet, who was given an animal to shecht, and he ruined it by shechting it improperly, rendering it unavailable. He's chayved to pay the owner. He's a damager, and he's negligent. It's like the owner said to him, shecht for me here, the trachean esophagus, and he shechted him from a different place. The second phrase adds that even if he shechted it for free, he's still chayved for his negligence. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which of the one of Samogans his friend and fixes payment on a coin, and the coin became disqualified, Shmuel says he can say go spend it in Meishan, where it's still accepted. That's on Dav. Tzadi Zion. Good number two. Which of the one of a guzzling stole a palm tree and cut it down into logs? He does not acquire them since they're still called palm tree logs. That's on Dav. Tzadi Vav. Good number three. Which of the one an expert shochet who improperly shechted an animal, rendering the animal in the vela, he's chayv to pay the owner. That's on Dav. Tzadi Test. Good number four. Which of the one Rabbi Chia compensated a woman for wrongly evaluating her coin, even though he was an expert, because he went, Lifnim Meshur as a din. That's on Duff. Kuf. Good number five. Which of the one, the one who steals one's ebon and has him do work for him, he's putter for paying for his use. That's on Duff. Tzadizayin. Good number six. Which of the one of Rabbi Chia kind of not takes that payment from Gazlanim and Malvei Ribas. That's on Duff. Sadidalad. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn? Rabmer holds of Dingarmi obligating payment in certain cases of indirect damage. That's on Dav. Kuf. Good number eight. Which of the one who burns his fellow star is Patra, although the lender cannot collect his loan, the one who burned the star can say, I burned a mere paper of yours. That's on Dav. Sadiches. Good number nine. Which stuff of the case where a woman gave a craftsman some gold and asked him to make a ring for her and she'll become married to him? That's on Dav. Sadi test. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do you know? What a dar must pay if he dies a garment black when he was supposed to die a red? That's on Dav. Kuf. Excellent. That comes today's shear. This is everybody. Rumgold her from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.